rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up? Yo, what's happening, guys? This is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Hold on. Here goes my audio again. And unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. I know we've been having the show at 8 p.m. Eastern. We've been recording live. If you're on the podcast, of course, it means nothing to you. But I apologize. But we do have people who join the show live and um, hang out and and check out the chat room at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And um, we really are building a very um, awesome community, I, I think. But I'm letting you know, um, I see, I know the problem. I, I see how problematic it is to have a show that doesn't have a set time. I'm, and I appreciate really uh, your um, flexibility and your support. That's all I have to say. So it's at seven tonight. I'm going to try to do the show. It depends. I mean, it's got, it has to change because of the fact that um, I have to, I got to keep the lights on Tara Buster Studios here. So until we get enough patrons and um, I'm going to have to, you know, we're going to have to play it by ear as far as the flexible time because I have to, I got to take other work that keeps the lights on. So there you go. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If you can, if you want the liberal media to keep going and growing, thank you so much. And I see Richard W in the chat room already with a super chat. Thank you so much, Richard. It means so much. And just to see you there, the fact that I hit the, (laughs) I hit the record button and the notifications go out and then the chat room starts filling up. That means the world to me because I understand that everybody has a life. We all are trying to keep our heads above water in the last days of the American Republic. It's difficult, especially, uh, you know, to, I don't know. I mean, you get into routines. I know my routine. I've been listening to Mike Malloy's show every morning for the past however many years. I can't even count. That's my routine. In the morning, I download Mike's show from last night, and I then that's how I do it. So if it wasn't there, I would be, I would wonder, and I would miss it. So thank you for for this, for uh, just meeting me halfway. That's all I have to say, guys. Guys, well, not all, obviously. This is Terror Buster. So, but I just want to say thank you. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will keep going. We will keep the liberal media going and growing. That's it. I I guess I don't know. I don't. Today I was getting a little down. I have to tell you, part of the reason to do the show, it's sort of like, don't uh, what is it? Don't go quietly into the dark night, rage against the dying of the light. That's how I feel about this country. We're in um, uh, big, big trouble. I've been saying it forever, for years now. At this point, um, we see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It is not a light. It is an oncoming train, guys. It is. The light is an oncoming train. What are we going to do? Are we going to jump off the tracks in time, or are we going to get smashed and run over? Because 
I see what's happening. I mean, as somebody who knows history, maybe this is, I don't know. Let me, let me explain. I'm, uh, you guys know I practice Buddhism and I don't know, just a little bit of history. You guys know, I mean, my mother, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. My mother was a nun. It has nothing to do with this, whatever. It's not about that really. But the point is, what's the point? Um, is that I, so in Buddhism, there's a philosophy that you pick your life, right? I don't know. Obviously, I, I practice Buddhism because it, to me, it feels like common sense. I, you know, obviously, you guys, if you're not familiar with Buddhism, I'm sure you are, since you guys are smarter than me. Uh, it, um, you know, there's no God in Buddhism. You're not worshiping a Buddhist. I mean, you're not worshiping Buddha. It's not about that. It's about worshiping, not worshiping. It's about human revolution, right? And making, just being a, uh, being, bringing out your highest potential in, in others and recognizing that in other people and recognizing the humanity and the value. Everybody has value. But it, there's a philosophy in Buddhism that you pick your life, right? You pick your challenges so you can sort of work, work them out. That's how you get fit, right? It doesn't feel good. You lift those weights after a while that weight that five pound weight gets light you put on another one and there you are struggling again that's that's life in general there's you, either you get knocked over though or you get stronger and you keep moving forward and so why am i bringing this up because i so today i've been fe i've been feeling very despondent about this country and um and i'll, I'll make the case we'll talk about it I do believe we have to we have to diagnose the the problem so we can effectively and we so we can beat it. That's what has to happen. Um, but as far <laughs> the reason I'm bringing up the Buddhism thing because I I feel like getting the f out of here. I feel like running not running it's not running it's escaping. I want to I would love to go sit on a cliff somewhere and and stare into the ocean and not think about fascism for a minute. And I, but, but then I feel, um, I feel enraged by that because then they have won. They will have been, is this the correct English? I don't know. They will, they, they, they would have been, if that happens, they, I can't talk. Get these words out of my mouth. They, they will have won. Is this a, is, is this right grammar? I can't talk. Am I speaking real good here? I don't know. So as far as Buddhism, so then I think when I want to escape and sit on a cliff and I, I think about you guys, I think about everybody else who's here. I think about Mark. Mark Middlestad, our millennial correspondent, a young man who, you know, just like me, I was born, I'm not a young man, but I was born in this goddamn country, and I had no choice, none of us had any goddamn choice, we just woke up here, when I was a kid, I thought, oh good, I'm an American, that's good news, hey, we're the good guys, right, that's what I thought, this is what's so heartbreaking, and it's probably... Uh, what's and it is what was so depressing to me on the night of Trump's election. It was the re realization 
that the country is as as uh, is uglier than I actually thought. That it, I, and I wonder, is it broken? Beyond repair, because to me, I keep seeing, I like for example, Steve Bannon, not showing up for his subpoena. And then it takes a week for them to vote on all of the, um, all of the the red tape involved in democracy. This is what these fascists will use against us. They will use the rules of democracy that we've all agreed on. They'll they will take those rules and and use them when they are convenient, and disregard them when they get in the way. This is what fascism does. So Steve Bannon doesn't show up for a subpoena, a congressional goddamn subpoena. You try doing that. Try, let's say, the goddamn traffic court subpoenaed you (laughs) for some reason, and you didn't show up. Where would you be tonight? You'd be sitting in a goddamn hooskow. Why am I saying hooskow? I live in New York. I don't even know what a hooskow is. What's a hooskow? Who who made that word? I like it, though. Hooskow. Hoose. Hooskow? What does that mean, hooskow? It's like house something? Anyway. Um, so, so he shows up. So he doesn't show up for his subpoena to testify because this is what... You know what they're doing? He's running out the clock and using our using our system of laws against us to destroy our system of laws this is what they're doing and it's it, it's absolutely terrifying it's chilling and um i don't want to live here in fascism i really don't i don't want to i really don't want to i don't want to have to deal with this shit because it's like i cannot believe how ugly and horrible. Some people are. I have to say some. Because then I look, I was going to say Americans are. But I'm looking at the chat. Um, I'm looking at everybody in the chat. And you, no, you're the good guys. So it's not all, it's not all Americans. It's a very vocal minority. Hold on. It's very loud. Oh my God. Why is that so loud? Woo! Okay, I just want to show you one thing here. <laughs> just one thing. And we'll call it a day. No, hey, hold on. Look at this cat. I just want to show you this cat. This is my cat. We all know Tara Jr. Jr. Hi, Jr. I just wanted you to see that he sits here. Well, not only biting me randomly. I have the it's, I have the tendency to flail my hands. You probably noticed. I don't know. I think it's because I grew up on Staten Island, and you were either Irish or Italian, and I had a lot of Italian friends. I don't know, and they all went like this. Me too. I always I'm very whatever. Watch your just got a duck when I'm around. So, but <laughs> as I'm flailing my hands, he's randomly biting me. But also, he sits here and just stares at me. You know what it's like? I wish... Oh, there he goes. Biting. Random bites. 
Watch. Look at this shit. I don't need this shit, man. <laughs> it's like he bites and then he, he changes his mind. Why are you biting me? First of all, we need to talk about this. Look at this. Wouldn't this be a better show anyway? If I just did this all day? Look. Come on. Come on. It's too tempting. No, he wants to. He wants to be pet. That's what it is. But otherwise, he just sits here staring at me. Just staring. You always like to have somebody staring. Come on. <laughs> I need a human being to stare at me like that. Just a nice person. All right. All right, guys. Guys. So, yeah. And let me, first of all, a lot of people in the chat, if you're on any other on uh, any other channel, come to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster. And I want to just thank, I see you guys filling up the chat and we have a lot of super chats coming in. So thank you so much. J Elza J. Thank you for your super chat. <laughs> Richard, of course, started us off with the super chat. Another great show, Tara, which thank you. The show hasn't even started, really. Thank you, Terry Taylor, for your super chat and your cute emoji. Thank you, Shadow Star Ace, for your super chat and your little crocodile emojis. And thank you, Liz D, for your super chat. Thank you very much, Tara. Thank you very much, Liz. God, thank you. Very generous. Thank you, JD, for your super chat and pounds. You lucky bastard. Grant me this serenity. To accept the things I cannot change, the strength that change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I know that prayer quite well. And thank you, Jim, of course, again, for your super chat. Man, you keep the show going. You make me want to not flee the country, that's for sure. All right, let's talk about it. Um, what really got me despondent this week is when Steve Bannon didn't show up of course we knew he wasn't going to and do, I don't know if you guys have um, noticed or maybe it's just me you guys can check or I'll just throw it out there and you tell me what you think but doesn't it seem like the uh, the coup is is speeding up? Like they're really they see um, a finish line here. They see their work coming to fruition. Like all the years since you know they they got Ronald Reagan squatting in the White House despite re well did, no did he receive fewer did Reagan I think wait hold on guys. Reagan. No, he won. Now, what am I talking about? Erase that. No, Reagan. Reagan won in a landslide. That's for sure. And I have a. I have a. a, a um, I have a um, an opinion on that, which is, see, the New Deal. The, one of the byproducts or the unintended consequences of the New Deal was that it's. It gave the white working class, which it benefited specifically and exclusively, the white working class. And if anybody of darker pigment benefited from the New Deal, that was merely a coincidence. It was just a collateral. So, wait, 
Hold on. Oh, I too had a red tabby named Junior for about 12 years. JL's a J says. Yes. Well, this is, he's 10. He better live for another, another 30 years. <sighs> okay. So, what was I saying? So when um, he didn't show up, when jo when Steve Bannon didn't show up, and the, I just feel the the fascists understand they they're ruthless, and they they're going to use the the democratic and I'm, I'm I mean small d democratic desire to have a functioning. <laughs> democracy um, they're going to use that against us we're going to play the game by the rules all the while they're going to weaken I mean they're going to destroy us from within and that's what's happening and by the time see this is what Steve Bannon is doing he is running up the clock and hoping that the coup is successful in the midterm, because that's what's happening. The next election will be the last election. I hate to be, I'm not being um, just uh, alarmist. I'm not like, a, I'm not a Republican. We don't tickle the fear. We don't have large amygdalas. You know, we're capable of functioning in a, in a democratic society. We're capable of embracing diversity, the nation of immigrants, we don't leave people behind, you know, we're normal for the most part. Not to say we don't have problems, you know what I mean? But so they're running out the clock and they're just, that's what Steve Bannon is doing. He will, he'll go hang out at some rich, uh, one of his billionaire benefactors pals uh, yachts like he was when they first arrested him for stealing from the from the morons because uh, that's what this is this entire country is going to be um is, is going to be toppled um because of a grift because of a grift by disgusting people you know what i mean for, and when you think about the cast of characters that are going to take down this republic it's vile they're not worthy they're absolutely disgraceful all of it. And and let's just kick off the show with this. We I'm sure you saw it. Besides Tara Jr. Jr. biting me all the time. I don't like that, Junior. He's lucky I, I love him. No, you, but you can't help it. To know him is to love him. All right, here's Chuck Grassley accepting Trump's ador endorsement. I was born at night, but not last night. So if I didn't accept the endorsement of a person that's got 91% of the re Republican voters in Iowa, I wouldn't be too smart. I'm smart enough to accept that endorsement. Thank you, man. Hold on. Um, So what is he saying there? That I'm, I was born at night, not last night. And if I didn't accept this endorsement, I'm smart. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. This is liberal talk. 
This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. All right. So what he, what Chuck Grassley is saying? So we just played the clip of Chuck Grassley accepting Trump's whatever endorsement, and he says, "I was born at night, but it wasn't last night, and I would be uh, you know an idiot if I didn't accept the endorsement of somebody who has ninety five percent Republican support." What about what about the future of this effing country? That's what made me want to puke. Because the guy's 88 years old. What are you, I mean, are you really worried, honey, about what, what, not making enough money? You realize you can't take it with you, you fuck. I, I mean, I, I, excuse me. I said I wasn't going to curse. I apologize, YouTube. I'm, I'm uh, absolutely enraged. Jesus Christ, Junior, enough with this shit, okay? Sick of it. Fucking tired of it, man. He's just like, what the hell? Stop. <laughs> Look at him. He's been put in timeout. doesn't like it. You stay there and be good. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. When will Republic clowns and their idiotic voters ever going to quit denying both the January 6th insurrection and also the COVID-19 problem? The first of never. Yes, absolutely. So, where is it? So, Chuck Grassley, what is he... So. Forget um, his legacy. What does he care? How much money he... Whether he gets elected again. He knows who Trump is. He's the one that was on record saying that Trump was responsible for January 6th. I mean, well, the the Republicans, all of them, for the most... Well, 90% of the Republicans on January 6th were um i'm out i'm lindsey ass graham i'm they call me lady graham but i'm out i just had um we had fun it was good it was uh, you know like a lost weekend that lasted four years in hell and that's it though i can't do i can't do no insurrection but Yes, here they are. Because the more that comes out, the more is revealed that we're, how close we came and how serious they are. They're not kidding around, guys. I mean, we keep saying it. I've been saying it for freaking 20 years, more or more, talking about the goddamn Republican fascists in every ch- Republican chest is the beating harder fascism and here we are and they don't even realize it that's the thing they are fascists and they don't realize it and all fascists just like any other ideology or system you know you have characteristics and if those characteristics are working or not that's how you judge your 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 you know your system right so what is this what is fascism i mean there's there's certain 
um, characteristics. For example, you know what's a chilling similarity, um, which I found partly, this is what made me, um, got me really concerned, was that when I saw, for example, I was watching Chris Hayes the other night. I, I just want what to, I'm, what I'm referring to is the, the Trump rally one of these these fascist rallies where they pledged allegiance to the January 6th flag to a flag that was at that was probably used to beat police officers maybe it was the flag that poked out one of the police officers eyes we don't know but they all ple- they pledged allegiance to this flag wait a second here Mm-mm-mm. I thought I had it. Oh, here it is. Yeah. I also want to invite Kim from Chesapeake. She's carrying an American flag that was carried at the peaceful rally with Donald J. Trump on January 6th. What's with these assholes having to say Donald J. Trump? That's, I guess it's because it makes him sound more serious somehow. Why don't they just call him, like, Donald, um, I wouldn't fuck her with your dick, Trump. You know, I wouldn't rape her, because she's not attractive enough, Trump. Excuse me. So, but I was watching, I saw this, and the first thing that came to mind was the Nazis. So for people who don't know, the, the Nazis did the same damn thing. And just like I said with Ashley Babbitt, that they were turning... Ashley Babbitt into a martyr, just like the Nazis turned Hearst Wiesel or Vessel into a martyr. They were doing the same damn thing. Now they're doing the same thing with the coup. And the similarities are chilling with, with Hitler. And I've been saying it forever. Why, why not? Why are we not heeding history's warnings? We're just fucking around, you know? This is what pisses me off to no end. And where this whole country is going to going to be toppled and taken over by an unfit waste of human DNA fascist because of the likes of Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, Chuck Grassley, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren, but all the worst people. They're the effing horrible human beings who have who are unfit. They're unfit. It's disgusting. Chuck Grassley, 88 years old. That's what's so shocking to me. 88 years old and still sucking so, uh, on, uh, on greed. Just give me more. More. What, how much more do you need, Chuck Grassley? You're gonna die soon. That's just the nature of life. You will be dead. Very soon. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So why wouldn't you want to save the country from a fascist? What are you holding on to power for when you know who the fuck you're dealing with? God damn it. Yeah, right? Am I wrong? But maybe, uh, maybe I'm just being an alarmist. I don't think so. Because I see, um, 
I see the the gaslighting, and it's not going to end well. Just like uh, the 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 rise of Nazism, there are so many similarities here. The failed putsch, just like January sixth, the refusal to to uh, apologize or to be held accountable, and we can argue that the the Germans sent they sent Hitler away. They threw the book at the Nazis for their failed insurrection. And what have we done here? We've given these pricks misdemeanors. And I don't mean to yell into your ear. I'm sorry. So what do we expect? Of course they're going to come back and destroy this country. We have made it so goddamn easy on. So here, I, I, I thought this was great, actually, though, even though it's, it's terrifying. But they, Chris Hayes did a whole piece on the similarities between the Nazis pledging allegiance to, this, to the traitor flag and, and, the, uh, and, the, well, and Trump pledging allegiance to the traitor flag and the Nazis. Here we go. Now, a bunch of people, historians and observers on Twitter and elsewhere, pointed out a really unnerving and jarring historical echo here. In 1923, Adolf Hitler carried out his own successful attempt at a coup. You probably know about this. It's called the Beer Hall Pooch. Uh, it began at a beer hall in Munich, and then Hitler led a mob of about 2,000 Nazis in a march through the city as he tried to seize power. And it ended in a clash with police that left several people dead. And Hitler, uh, he and a bunch of his Confederates got away, but then arrested, tried for his actions, convicted of high treason. He served less than a year in prison, but that's when he wrote the first volume of his autobiography and political manifesto, Mein Kampf. Hitler and the Nazis, after the Beer Hall Push, uh, created a mythos around that failed coup. And a flag that was present that day, the so-called blood flag, stained from the violence, became a totemic relic for the Nazi party. Hitler used it to consecrate new Nazi flags. Now, of course, the people at the Virginia rally yesterday are not Nazis, clearly. But when you hear this story, you look at them pledging allegiance to a flag used on the day of the... They're not Nazis, clearly, like Chris Hayes. They don't even realize it, though. They're not Nazis, consciously. I'm sorry, guys. I've been saying this for years. If you're a supporter who votes for Nazi policies and votes for anti-American, anti-democratic, goddamn dictator, you're a Nazi. I mean, they're, they're, it's like they're the accidental Nazis, I suppose. They, this is why education is so important. Let me ask, uh, let's just go out on the street. Let's do like a man on the street interview and ask random people, what do they think? Um, what's the definition of Nazism or fascism? You know what they'll say? They'll, well, the, 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 the Trump Anzis, the right-wingers, they'll say it's um, socialism, national socialism. That's fascism. It's social. You know what I mean? They're so friggin' dumb. And they don't teach this crap. No, the Nazis were not socialists, okay? And I've been I've said this before. They're not they're as much socialists as the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea is a Democratic People's Republic. So, 
same thing. They, and in fact, <laughs> you know, Hitler, just like Trump, just like every fascist, will say whatever is needed to be said to whatever audience they're speaking to. And that's Trump in a nutshell. I mean, he, like, all of them, lies. That's it. That's where, that's the baseline. Lies. So, all right, let's continue. Direction of the Capitol? A day when the Trump mob tried to destroy more than 200 years of American democracy and people died? It does not give you a great feeling in the pit of your stomach. And of course, to top it all off, the headliner of the event last night was none other than Trump's two-shirted strategic genius, Steve Bannon, a man with obvious contempt for American liberal democracy who very oh, clearly yeah. wants to destroy it. Mm -hmm. That's aside from the fact that he was facing charges for defrauding Trump's own supporters in a scheme to help build the wall on the southern border, only to be saved by Donald Trump's pardon on his final days in office. We also know Steve Bannon was involved in Donald Trump's insurrection plot. He spoke to Trump the week before and encouraged him to focus on the date of January 6th. He was present at a meeting the day before the insurrection held to try to persuade members of Congress to block the certifications of electoral votes. He has been quoted as saying on January 5th, and I quote him here, all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. The select committee investigating January 6th is trying to learn more which is why they quite reasonably subpoenaed Steve Bannon at the end of last month. But Bannon is defying the subpoena, citing nonsensically uh, Donald Trump's claim of executive privilege, a claim the Biden White House has formally rejected. Keep in mind, Bannon didn't work for the White House. He's just a guy with two shirts. <laughs> Today, right. the committee announced executive that they're moving forward with proceedings to refer Bannon for criminal contempt and will convene for a meeting Tuesday evening to vote on adopting a contempt report. Congressman Adam Schiff is a member of the January 6th committee. He's chair of the House Intelligence Committee. He led the prosecution in Trump's first impeachment. He's just published a memoir called Midnight in Washington, How We Almost Lost Our Democracy and Still Could, which includes harrowing details from inside the Capitol during the insurrection. And Congressman Schiff, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, first, let's start on the Bannon question. Um, you and other members of the committee have said we're not playing around here. Um, it sounds like uh, of the four who subpoenaed, three have been engaging through counsel. Bannon just saying, no, screw you. What, what happens next? Well, we'll take up this report on Tuesday night. Uh, we'll vote it out to the House. Uh, the House will then vote to hold him in criminal contempt. And, and once that takes place, the Speaker will send that uh, to the Justice Department. And then the statute says that they have a duty to present it to the grand jury. Uh, so he will be prosecuted. That's our expectation. And how long will this take? God damn it. He will be prosecuted. Will there still be a January 6th commission at this point? I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm in utter shock half the days, really, when I think about how we live in a country with so many morons. Um, how is this, JD? Uh, you live in um in a civilized country, and JD, for those on the uh, on the podcast, is one of our supporters in the chat room who who super chats in pounds. So, I wonder, what's it like? 
to look at this madness unfolding. And so Adam Schiff, I know, is he's incredibly smart. This is his personality. I wish, personally, that he'd be a bit more emotional, not uh, or forceful, not emotional. More, well, you can't, people have to be who they are. But he, he doesn't seem, <laughs> he never really seems to be, uh, you know, in a hurry. And I don't know. You know that this is the this is the plot. They will, I, I, and it's God knows how deep this friggin' rabbit hole goes. We know that Putin and the and the autocrats of Earth are are laughing and high fiving them each other and supporting financially and otherwise the morons in this country. They're supporting the anti-vax idiots. They're supporting the anti-COVID morons. They're infesting this country with with lies. They're helping destroy the, the country from within. This is what, of course they're doing this. Of course they are. We did this. We've done this. That's what the CIA did in Iran. They before they toppled the democratically elected leader of Iran, they they uh, engaged in a psyops campaign against um, against the democratically elected leader, and installed um, the Shah. And here we are. You know what I mean? So they're not kidding around. The of course Putin is funding Facebook groups and the lies and the memes and the and and Trump because they have the same agenda they have the same goal the end of western democracy the end of liberal democracy some people might like that like Putin and Putin has always argued that democracy is a failed system it doesn't work there are hey you might believe in that Clearly, friggin' uh, Steve Bannon believes in that. He's been trying to destroy this country for years. Now, I don't understand. This, this is why these, um, you have to elect people with an emotional maturity, uh, people who are decent, people who aren't greedy, you know, who have a high emotional intelligence and aren't greedy little grifters who lie. Who, who could sustain a country in this condi- under this, these conditions? How? How is it possible? How can you sustain a country when you have leadership that's only interested in making themselves rich and at the, well, making themselves rich <laughs> as quick as possible. Yes, that's what Mohammed Mosaddegh, Lee in New York City. Thank you. But yeah, but this is what they do. Of course, they go in with the psyops and they, they, uh, you know, win the hearts and minds, so to speak. Hmm. Okay. Just got a confusing message from somebody that 
distracted me for a second. For example, all right, like I just wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Uh, and I think the reason why Bannon feels he can get away with this is for four years, that's exactly what Trump administration people did. Uh, when Bannon came into the committee room uh, during the Russia investigation, he came with a list of only 25 questions he would answer, and they were written out for him by the White House. Uh, he got away with it. He scammed and ripped off Trump's own supporters and got pardoned for it. Uh, he apparently feels he's above the law, but he's about to find out otherwise. What is the timeline here? I mean, it sounds like what you you what I hear in your voice is you understand that rapidity here is of the essence. I do. I mean, look, uh, after they stonewalled and played rope a dope in the courts uh, for two years before we got to hear McGahn's testimony, uh, it's pretty clear we need to move swiftly. Now, we didn't have uh, something during the last administration uh, that we have now. We didn't have a Justice Department that was interested in justice or the rule of law. We had an attorney general in Bill Barr that was interested in turning the DOJ uh, into Donald Trump's criminal defense law firm. And it's still happening. So, uh, for example, um, I don't know if you guys saw this. The United States, the rest of the world is looking at us and they're um, probably disgusted, confused, alarmed, like the rest of us. And another sign of the decline of the American way, period. Um, I don't know if you saw the DC Comics. Where is it? DC Comics. have They've changed Superman's motto or his mission statement. He no longer fights for truth, justice, and the American way. Stay tuned. So Superman no longer fights for truth, justice, and the American way. He fights for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. This is great. I, I agree. But doesn't that kind of break your heart a little? Because when people said the American way, you understood what that is. Freedom, e pluribus. What, what is the American way? Decency, freedom, middle class life, right? That's what you think, or democracy, the American way. Well, but how in good, in any good conscience or, or good, yeah, with any, without a sense of irony, how could Superman say he's fighting for truth, justice in the American way? What's the American way? Right? I mean, where the American way is gone. That's what Trump said. The American dream is dead. Wait, hold on. The fucking ecam. Um, if like if uh, in other countries, Superman, I mean, it must be very tedious for people who live in other countries to in, have to endure the constant uh, bloviating of American exceptionalism, because they know the rest of the world understands that we're so full of shit. It's like. Um, Somebody screaming about, oh, it's Trump. I mean, that's Trump in itself, saying how great he is. I'm a great businessman. 
He's a great deal maker, making, you know what I mean? Everything he's touched turns to crap. But his origin story is that of somewhat, uh, of uh, success. It's disgusting. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. DC Comics American Way. I'm looking for this article. DC Comics. This is from the Daily Beast. Superman to abandon the American way for a better tomorrow. After more than 50 years of upholding truth, justice, and the American way, Superman is changing his motto. The superhero will now stand for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. DC Comics announced during its DC Fandom event. In a press release, the company said the motto will better reflect the global storylines that we are telling across, all, across DC. Superman has long been a symbol of hope, excuse me, who inspires people from around the world, and that is, it is that optimism and hope that powers him forward with this new mission. <sighs> well, they, uh, they recognize. It's sort of like Dr. Seuss, the company that um, releases Dr. Seuss's bo uh, books. They, are, they recognize the writing on the wall, the future. Uh, people don't want to see caricatures of Asians that look like, um, you know, they were, it's right out of, uh, you know, David Duke handbook. No, people don't want to see that. That's not marketable for most people because, you know, regardless of what the Republicans say, this is a progressive nation and this is a progressive world. People are. We're, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. That's progressive. You can't help it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's what it means. Um, that's what I always wonder about Republicans. Aren't they tired? Don't they ever get tired of being on the wrong side of everything? Even though, of course, they're full of shit. Why do they have to lie so much? You would think that they would understand how uh, that, you know, if you had truth on your side, you wouldn't have to be, you, you wouldn't have a con man out there telling lies, but whatever. They think it's the truth. I don't know. They, who the fuck knows? I, it, it, this is why it feels so daunting and almost impossible, but for example, we know that a couple weeks ago, um, we had, wait, hold on a second. When we had Oh my God, wait, sorry, my computer is freezing. Guys, I really apologize. I'm getting a beach ball. Uh, okay, all right, it's back. So Jeff Waldorf was on the show a couple weeks ago and he's less pessimistic. But I'm still not convinced, so Jeff's, um, the reason he's not pessimistic about the, the decline of Western civilization is because the, as far as I gathered, the people, this is his argument, we're in the majority. People want these things. Yeah, they do. We do. We need, and we need them. And 
yet they still don't happen. For example, Joe Manchin and Joe Biden's agenda. Now, we understand that if Joe Biden doesn't, if we don't pass this um, reconciliation bill, if it doesn't have meaningful change in it for the American people and America and the world, it's over. It really is. And I'm just so disgusted that the, that people like it's people like Joe Manson that are the, the basic unimpressive just basic assholes who are going to tank this thing so now okay that's why i get effing disgusted because we don't have time to fuck around with this shit and joe manchin is upset now again the, he's such a snowflake i don't know um you think he'd be a little happier what goes on on his private yacht with all those lobbyists? Don't you think they might be able to calm him down a little? Maybe maybe throw some jobs at some of his friends so they can change their votes or even the, just throw some money at him. He'll be all right. And so Joe Manchin is upset at Bernie Sanders because Bernie, wait, here's Bernie now, but Joe Manchin is very upset. Because he's like, he's the one that supposedly told Joe Biden that it was stupid for him to get all unhinged when Republicans almost tanked the world economy again. When Joe Biden, I mean, uh, Chuck Schumer was not unhinged in any way, shape, or form. He gave a statement that said, once again, the Republicans have brought us to the brink of disaster for no, for no good goddamn reason. And Joe Manchin was so upset. Oh, that was effing stupid. Yeah, because we're supposed to constantly get down on our knees and fillet the traitors, you see. They're, they're very fragile. Now, I knew fascism was going to suck, but I didn't know it was going to be this whiny, right? That's what I, I've, I've heard about it. But having to endure it is another thing. It's really, really tedious, enduring the constant whining of these filthy fascist losers who can't win. That's why they hate democracy. They don't, because they can't win. And they're inadequate. They are losers and, lo and just horrible people who suck. That's why they need all kinds of shit. They just constantly need stuff to pour into that black hole that they, that they have. It's an excuse for a personality. It, and it, all it is is it just put a bunch of shit into their gaping black hole of need. And they think that that makes them worthy somehow they do i mean it's fascinating these are the same people they're like oh what's your what's your favorite bible quote oh yeah two corinthians walked into a bar baby and they were like um what did they say they were like i don't feel good about turning down money 
Because my whole life I've been greedy, greedy, greedy. I've grabbed all the money I could get. I'm so greedy. Hmm. No wonder. And that's the American way. That's why DC Comics changes <laughs> truth, justice, and the American way. Who's going to buy that? Who will buy that? Right? You're gonna if you're a kid in another country. Mommy, can I get this fucking hypocritical comic book here that with this bullshit ironic statement on it? Truth, justice, and the American way. Who wants that? Who wants the American way? What do you mean? Needlessly dying without health care? Huh? What? What do you mean? Having sewage in some, in some poor communities? Having open sewage like in developing nations. You know, UN ins inspectors said they don't see this kind of dilapidation in developed countries except here. Oh, they see it here in the United States because who gives a shit? Who cares about you, the poor, or people? People in general, who cares? What matters is money. One fucking thing. The 1%, a few people, white people preferably, with a lot of fucking money, and you shutting your effing mouth. That's it. Go to work and die. That's all you can do. Otherwise, you're a useless eater. You see, that's what the fascists say. Oh, that's what happened in Nazi Germany. I mean, look at Nazi Germany, for Christ's sake. All of the lines that crossed, and we're doing it here. We're doing it right here. I mean, I often think about in Nazi Germany, remember one of the things that the Nazis did in, uh, initially, of course, this didn't happen here yet, and God knows. Um, well, they cleaned out uh, mental hospitals, dis uh, you know, just asylums with people with disabilities were being housed, and they killed them. And there was a bit of a backlash. You know, the people, they didn't, they didn't like that. That was, a, that was um, unpalatable. Yet... That, that wouldn't that didn't deter others they still got support right that's what always fascinated me they were able to excuse away the the execution of the most vulnerable people and um people still supported them it makes me want to puke Oh, that's a useless eater, they said. Somebody with disabilities, you know, and it, it's heartbreaking because human beings are connected. We're all bound together. So caring for one another is, is embedded in our DNA. That's why Trump is a waste of human DNA. He, he missed that section, I suppose. Some people have. There are some who are, who are sick. Now, you guys know I don't believe in the death penalty. <laughs> I don't. But I would kill some people. I mean, if somebody harmed somebody that, you know, that I love, harmed animals, whatever, I'd like to choke them myself, of course, um, as um, 
but I don't think a country that we as a community can, should get together and, and do that. I think that we should bring out, try to bring out the best in each other. But I do think that some people are maybe broken beyond repair, like people like Ted Bundy. Bye. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't uh, shed a tear. You know what I mean? But, and people like waste of human DNA, Trump. Not that I, whatever, I'm not trying to say, you know, this sounds, um, stepping into some weird territory. Let's get off that topic. I'm not saying, uh, we'll say, let's overarch this legally and peacefully. All I'm saying is that some people are just damaged and broken and it's not the people, it's not the people with disabilities, the open disabilities, if anything, the likes of Twitler, He's got the most egregious disability of all. He is. He, he doesn't have feelings for anybody else but himself. That is, that's, um, that, that's a monster. That's not a human being. Humanity. What is humanity, right? We use the term human, and we strip that term from people when they behave in ways that are disgusting, like, they like Ted Bundy, let's say. We call them monsters. We call them animals. We take the human moniker away from them. And, you know, uh, because humans, we expect a certain baseline of compassion, empathy, selflessness. All of these qualities are things that we, we not only admire, but need to survive. That's why the um, goddess of nature put these, put this in us. Because we, you know, together we can go to the moon, God damn it. So, Jesus Christ. It's just, so everything that the Republicans stand upon is bullshit rugged individual, greedy little bastards, everything about them. Their whole ideology is ass. <laughs> it's just uh, the ideology of I got mine. And it is a disease, goddammit. Because I think about in anthropology in general, you know, I love history, I love sociology, psychology, all these things about people. I just like learning about people and learning about history or whatever. And, well, we know that human beings, what, who's the first, uh, I think it was Homo erectus. Homo erectus. I think it was over one million years ago, we found the, the evidence of, um, of Homo erectus, our earlier human the, our ancestors caring for one another, caring for people who couldn't care for themselves. Care not pe I mean, I guess they were people. Who the fuck knows? Caring for these humanoids, our ancestors, who couldn't care for themselves. They, f they found evidence of this. They found evidence of uh, injured Homo erectus skeletons or whatever. Or I don't know how they they figured it out, but they they figured out that. These, these um, 
creatures had to be cared for. So you're talking about millions of years ago. This is wired in us. Because other, what other species does that? Not, not many, as far as I know. <laughs> what are, I mean, of course, some do. But like, for example, cats, they babysit for each other and things like that, you know. That's interesting, right? But, yeah. Wait, hold on. It just makes you wonder. So everything that Republicans stand on is, is just a lie. We are interconnected. We're interdependent. We need each other. That's why the worst thing you can do is take somebody and put them in solitary confinement because they'll go crazy. Why? Other, other species would be, they would thrive in those conditions. Other species don't have that part of their brain that connects them to other, the, uh, others of their, of their kind. They don't. So why do we have that? I, that that's why I can't stand them. And we need to sp uh, get this out there and unapologetically proclaim that they're wrong. I'm sorry, they're friggin' wrong. Well, if you want an autocracy, they're correct, of, of course. But if you want a, a constitutionally limited democratic republic, I'm sorry. They're absolutely wrong. And they have sickened this country. And here's a, a byproduct of this that, that goddamn almost uh, broke my heart today. Hold on a second. We'll get back to it in a minute. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for everything. Oh, God, help us. So, hmm. This is a byproduct of, of what we're dealing with. I'm trying to find the article. Okay. Here in the United States... Unbelievable. I mean, it's like, I don't even want to even say this. Man, a man is facing rape charges and a sexual assault aboard a crowded SEPA, SEPTA train in Philadelphia. So a man raped a woman, a stranger, wasn't a date rape, didn't know this person, raped her on a crowded train and nobody did anything. That's it. It's this. It, this broke my heart, and it says everything about this country at the point. At this point, S that people can take a train, can sit on a train, and watch a woman get raped, and fucking just sit there. Now that's. Um, obviously another example of uh well it's like a collective and a, a crowd like a crowd um the way well crowds in itself they have their own um personalities it's weird so i would venture to say that if somebody got up and said and stepped in other people would have 
but because everybody sat there and did nothing, there's the because we are interdependent and interconnected, we look to each other for cues on how to behave. So you'll look to your neighbor and say, oh, well, they're not getting up and doing anything. I'm not going to. But hello? Only here. Only in a, well, this has happened in India as well. There's been incidences of rape, gang rape on transportation, and no, nobody does anything. But here we are in the United States. Same thing. Here's a news report about it have arrested a suspect connected to rape that allegedly happened on a SEPTA L train. Matt Petrillo was at Upper Darby Police Headquarters right now with the disturbing details of this breaking news. Matt? Well, Yuki, police are still in the early stages of their investigation, but they tell us that suspect has a history with police. Well, take a look. Authorities have identified that suspect as 35-year-old Fishton Noy, he now faces rape and other charges in connection to the incident that happened near 69th Street in Upper Darby around 11 o'clock Wednesday night. Police say a woman reported she was raped on the inbound L train. Investigators also say the attack happened while others were standing around on the train and, quote, did nothing. It's a police officer on his feet later found the suspect on the train partially what? clothed near the victim and then took action. People who ride the L are stunned to learn about these disturbing details. They need more security. They really do. They really need a lot of security. We need a... Because it's getting bad out here. You can't even get on the bus. We need an were intervention. Were watching in just doing nothing at the time? Were they watching? I don't know. Again, we're still going through the video, but there was a lot of people, in my opinion, that should have intervened. Somebody should have done something. Uh, it speaks to where we are in society. I mean, who would allow something like that to take place? So it's troubling, but... So again, we're working on that, and, and we're trying to identify anyone that we saw coming on and off the L at that time. Troubling. Yep. And police also tell us that suspect did not know the victim. That suspect is now locked up in the Delaware County Jail. Reporting live outside Upper Darby Police Headquarters, Matt Petrillo, CBS 3 Eyewitness News. All right, Matt, thank you for that. Absolutely unconscionable. But that's what do you expect. Hey. A woman getting raped? Oh, well, I'm not getting raped, so why do I care? Is they raping me? Oh, oh, well. I got mine. Sorry. Sucks to be you. Maybe you could go and um, go to the church. Or, hell, I don't know. Call, call, pray, pray. Just pray. Because I got mine. Who cares? Hey. This is the same country that lets, you know, 35 to 40,000, 45,000 Americans needlessly die without health care. You know what I mean? So what, what are we going to do? We're going to get up. We're going to pull a hair. We're going to lift a f our little finger while somebody's getting raped. Oh, well. You get, yeah, you see on the chat, Lee, in New York City, I'm surprised they did not post a video. Exactly. Why? Isn't that weird? They were slipping up on the job there. Why didn't they take the, their cameras out? That's strange. You're right. But that woman, could you imagine? That poor woman. Think about the the trauma of that experience and knowing that 
your fellow Americans were standing around and allowed this to happen? Doing nothing, absolutely nothing. That's right. Haiku on the chat, United States of sucks to be you. Exactly. And you know why I say sucks to be you a lot? I say sucks to be you. Sucks. This when I was in the Army. It's one of the things that bothered me. I hated it. Oh, my God. Um, whenever they were in training, whenever we were in training, I should say, and we, um, they would grab, uh, bring out new equipment or something, and they would say, okay, everybody, get your uh, cold-weather ponchos or whatever. And then you had to run... And I never ran. I never. People used to, like, run and grab shit out of the bag. Like, I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I got it. Fuck you. Or, you know, you got the worst one. Or they, it, it's just this, I hated it. Like, we all were, I, I, like, competing with each other. And I used to say, hey, everybody would run. And I would just walk off. I said, okay, I'll take the fucking one with the hole in it. I don't give a shit. I'm not behaving like this. Behaving like a mongrel. Like, ah, I got mine. And then the people pulling on it. and uh, Me, me, me. Fuckers. That's what pissed me off. But, yeah. So that, and then they would say, that's what would happen. They would say, sucks to be you. As a joke, yeah. Oh, you got the one with the hole in it? Sucks to be you. Not all the time. I mean, this is just Fort Jackson. I guess that was the way they were. I don't know. Just annoying. I guess they thought they were tr um, maybe bringing out the competitive spirit. Ugh. I don't care. Whatever. So, anyway. Yeah, so how many traumas can one person recover from? You know? So she, this woman is raped in front of f her fellow citizens, and then that's what you have to live with for your life? I do remember this, too, actually. I had a situation, well, whatever. Not like that in any way, shape, or form. I did get assaulted once. This is many years ago. Um, some guy I'm trying to remember the whole story. Oh, right. Okay. This was, I mean, I'm talking like when I was in college, whatever. So some guy was yelling at his girlfriend. I'm trying to remember how I got involved somehow. Of course I opened my mouth. I was like, get your hands off her or whatever the fuck. And the guy turned around and punched me in the face. <laughs> right. And I was shocked whatever but I got a cop and then he ran the guy ran and I got I got a cop and he you know I told him what happened I had a cut on my face too and he he was like all right let's find him so we started looking for the guy and he ended up we we didn't find him but then you know what happened I was going into the police station I was like okay we didn't find him and, uh, but he's like, you can make a report. So I was like, okay. And we go into the, the, the police station and which had a whole bunch of legal offices and whatnot. And 
to make a long story short, the guy was uh, uh, came out of the elevator. <laughs> it was great. Um, I was standing there with the cops, and they were like, well, at least you could follow a report. The elevator doors open, and the fucking guy was standing right there. And I said, that's him. And they arrested him. Isn't that nice? It's very nice when uh, people get what's coming to them. That's probably why I'm so out of sorts. <laughs> Watching fascists get nothing what's coming to them. They don't get what's coming to them. They get they don't get what they deserve, that's for sure. This broken-esque world. And that's why, you know. They don't get what they deserve. And they get enabled and coddled. And that's probably what gets me so down in general. Because th- what really gets me is how stupid other people are. How? How is this happening? Like, how is it happening like, like this? I also want to invite Kim from Chesapeake. She's carrying what? an American flag that was carried at the peaceful rally with Donald J. Trump on January 6th. Who the fuck are these people? Who are these people? Huh? The peaceful rally on January... Excuse me, bitch. Are you blind or something? You s- What peaceful rally happened on January 6th? Because it wasn't anywhere near Washington, D.C. that time. Or the Capitol. Lady, what's wrong with you? You know, and that's why, God damn it, you know, um, the, what, the Democrats, great, fight, fight Adam Schiff, but come on, enough. We have to, uh, uh, we have to be alarmist, because the goddamn alarm is ringing, or the, uh, the emergencies here. At the peaceful rally. Woo! 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 And why are they... What are they applauding? Fucking Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. And we're we're in big-ass trouble. So, for example... For example... Now, Joe Manchin, because, you know, everything matters. Joe Manchin, whatever Joe Manchin thinks, he's not, you know, he could never get elected in a national election. But we, he wants to turn the United States into West Virginia, I suppose, because, and he's, he's a snowflake. Like I was saying earlier, let me see, Joe Manchin, I mean. So Bernie Sanders wrote um, wrote an op-ed. He wrote, uh, "Let's stand together to protect families." For he wrote it for the 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 Charleston Gazette. 
In America today, the very rich are becoming richer while millions of working families are struggling to put food on their table and pay bills. He's, he's basically coming for Joe Manchin, right? The bill would expand Medicare to cover dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. Today, in the wealthiest nation on earth, many millions of seniors are unable to afford a dentist. Uh, millions of Americans. Last year alone, while nearly one of four Americans could not afford to fill their prescriptions, six of the largest pharmaceutical companies made nearly $50 billion in profits. Oh, my God. That's all that matters. And I don't know if you guys are watching that show. I just watched it last night. Dope Sick on Hulu. It's infuriating. It's good. It's the story of the opioid crisis and how it came about. A story of the um, lawyers fighting the pharmaceutical companies, the Sackler family, these disgusting billionaire sociopaths that deliberately try to get the entire world addicted to their drug. That's what they were doing. And they did it consciously. And they lied about um, about their statistics, about their studies, saying that OxyContin was less addictive. And it was on the label, the FDA itself. I didn't I was unaware of this, frankly, that the FDA had created a special label for OxyContin, its own classification of uh, Schedule II narcotic to say th that this drug is less addictive than regular narcotics. That's what it said, right, on the package, because of the FDA. And that, that guy who made this, um, this special label, this one-off label for, for OxyContin, he was then hired by the Sackler family. In the in the revolving door, uh, well, the circle jerk of corruption. And when I think of it, so this is the FDA, the FDA giving a bogus label to a drug that gets people that is so addictive that I mean you're dead. The 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 the, the <laughs> what this company and family did to this world is um disgusting but that's the that's the american way that's why superman can't say he's fighting for truth justice and the american way because at this point the american way has nothing to do with truth and justice right because truth and justice do lead to a better tomorrow but they don't define the american way anymore we could say at one time that the American way that we were at least aspiring to that, right? Even though we were living in a state of racial apartheid. That's what this country was founded on. And uh, in the chat, who said that? Somebody mentioned that in the chat. I wanted to give credit where credit is due. But I can't find it. So I'll find it later, and you can tell me. But you know what I'm saying. And that's, uh, yeah, and that's what it is. So we were living in, um, in a system of racial apartheid. 
Republicans, conservatives, fascists, same things. They cannot abide, they can only abide democracy if it includes just the rich white men. That's it. And um, they'll take poor white assholes if, um, if they vote for their own demise. And they will. They will oblige only if you can let them say the N-word. They, if you let them say the N-word, they will um, take pittance salary. They'll never retire, man. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll have generations of uh, family members needlessly die without health care. They'll take it all. They'll, please, they love it. They love living in the least upwardly mobile country. As long as they could say the N-word. And they have a dim leader. They have an autocrat they can worship who, who gives them permission to say the N-word. Because that's all that matters. Or, or the F-word. Or maybe not bake somebody a cake. Or something. Or, or give a shit about who's got a peep, what peepees in the bathroom. You know what I mean? All of the things that matter. Fucking Jesus Christ. So, Bernie Sanders is trying to, we've all been trying to pressure Joe Manchin to uh, stop being a greedy little grifter, but he's, he's not going to do it because the country is broke. And it's not broke financially, it's broken. And Manchin was very um, butthurt. I usually hate that term, but because I, f- I find it kind of homophobic, you know. I find that right-wingers say it a lot. You're butthurt. And they say it because they're homophobic. You know what I mean? So anyway, it doesn't matter. So they're, um, Joe Manchin is butthurt that, that Bernie wrote this article. And then he, so he, he responded. So he writes or on Twitter, this isn't the first time an out-of-stater has tried to tell West Virginia's Virginians what's best for them. Really? So what's best for West Virginia is to live in an uninhabitable planet. What's best for West Virginia's Virginians is to, what, uh, die of uh, cold, black lung disease? I guess so, yeah? Right. That's what he thinks. The what's best for West Virginia is to never see a fucking dentist, right? That's what's best. What's best for West Virginia is to take your crumbs and turn it into a man into a uh, mansion. I'm gonna say a mansion. Turn it into a banquet in your mind, and then you get your reward in heaven. And maybe just take some of those leftover oxycontins. Maybe you'll maybe maybe you'll see Jesus sooner. This isn't the first time an out-of-stater? Honey, it's not the out-of-state, the, the entire goddamn country. We want what's best for West Virginia. That's why we want to pass the bill. God damn it. My name is Tara Devlin. This is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. But there's more show. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And keep the liberal media going and growing we will win if we keep the liberal media going and growing because we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy we will win 
My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. is Tara Devlin. What's up? I gotta time manage better. Time. Goddamn time you. Time! You know what I mean? Time. It is the rapacious creditor, isn't it? Slipping away. So Joe Manchin is very upset. He's, he's, I didn't realize how fragile he was. You would think that maybe his big money benefactors could give him, a, give him a spa day or something. He's been working too hard fucking us up and destroying us, making himself rich and turning his bitch daughter into a greedy grifter like him. I mean, what a different world this would be without these greedy, basic bitch, low, very... um unimpressive underwhelming sociopathic greedy ghosts of the gilded age i don't know hey what a world it would be if we had had leadership or representatives that weren't sociopaths that didn't elevate greed to um a holy obligation that's the only patriotic imperative. And this is why the liberal media, we need the liberal media. It's a patriotic imperative, right? To, to evolve emotionally and spiritually so, so that maybe truth, justice, will be the American way. Instead of uh, uh, an ironic footnote. Millions of jobs are open, supply chains are strained, and unavoidable inflation taxes are draining workers' hard-earned wages. Well, raise them then, huh? Raise them. Because there's enough for everybody's need, for not, but not for everyone's greed. The, the price of gasoline continues to climb. You talk about... Being penny friggin' wise and pound foolish. Senator Sanders' answer is to throw more money on an already overheated economy? Are you out of your stupid, grifting, greedy, gilded age mind? Throw more money. Well, what else is, what, what else do you do? I hate them. I hate Republicans and I hate conservatives. And they're, uh, he's, he, of course we know Joe Manchin's not a Republican. He's effectively a Republican. The only good thing is that he gives the Democrats a majority. But at this point, what good is it? And this is why he's going to tank this whole country. It's not just about reelecting Joe Biden or keeping a majority. It's about saving democracy, goddammit. And this fucker is in the way. How much more, Joe Manchin, do you want? How many, how many people um, voted for him? Really? And they continue to vote for him and send him back to Congress? 
How much do you hate yourself, West Virginia? No wonder. We don't want we don't want to be West Virginia. This country doesn't want to be West Virginia. Nobody cares. I mean, nobody wants to go from they don't like all over the world. There are people dreaming, saying one day I'm gonna go to New York. No one's dreaming to go to, going to uh, West Virginia to see the meth lab. Um, Senator Sanders' answer is to throw more money on it. Uh, I hate that's that that's that whole throw money at it, tax and spend, throw money at it. What, what the fuck else do you do? Throw money? It's not throwing money on it. It's investing. Investing. We must invest in this country, just like de-investing or divest, what is it, whatever the friggin' word is, turned this country from the most to the least upwardly mobile. How do you explain that, Joe Manchin? What's your excuse? So you're fine for voting for policies that hobble and hurt the American worker and all the people, you, the hard-earned wages and... Like, you give a shit so they can buy some more uh, wage-slave-created Chinese crap at Walmart, right? That's what you care about? But fuck the planet, fuck the future, fuck the country. <sighs> Senator Sanders answer is to throw more money on an already overheated economy while 52 other senators have grave concerns oh my god i will not vote for a reckless expansion of government programs it's not reckless bitch it is vital no op-ed from that self-declared independent socialist is going to change that. Wow. Well, independent socialist. And that's another reason why this country is swirling the drain because the American people are so goddamn dumb and we fall for stupid buzzwords because we don't know the definitions and we're so fucking easily played. We're so dumb. There's so many racists here, and there's so many morons, and they are emboldened. They're allowed. They're given microphones. They're given, well, here's your five minutes, moron. And they don't know how to behave. But we all have to, we have to model decent behavior for them, but they never fo follow suit. We model it. We try to be respectful. There's no, what do we respect? What are we respecting? Their stupidity? And the other thing is that Joe Manchin is full of shit. He's full of it. He cherry picks. Of course, this is what they all do. Here's from Common Dreams. Cherry picking polls to mask public support for Biden's reconciliation package. This is from David Moore from Common Dreams. Washington Post uh, lauded, uh, where is this, where is this? Henry Olson lauded Senator Joe Manchin's opposition to the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package being considered because Manchin 
correctly reads public opinion, supposedly. This is bullshit. That opinion, Olson asserted, does not support the radical change that the reconciliation package known as the Build Back Better Bill entails. His assertion, Joe Manchin's assertion, is contradicted by his own newspaper's poll conducted with ABC News, which reported that Americans support the reconciliation package 53% to 41%. That finding was similar to several other polls. And when you, when you phrase the question, so the margins in favor of reconciliation package vary from a low of 12 points to 24 points in the Pew poll, Pew finds a larger unsure percentage because unlike other polls, it does not press that group to make a decision. Overall, the picture is uniformly favorable. Gallup's Frank Newport in a review of public opinions wrote, existing survey evidence shows majority support for the bill and this level of support appears to be fairly robust across political persuasions and, sam and uh, samples and ways of asking about it. Majority support is also shown when the public is asked about the individual uh, uh, provisions of the plan. Aside from the fact that Biden won the popular vote by more than 7 million votes, or more than four percentage points, election results produce clear indication of what policies the public prefers. And the advantage of uh, polls is that they ask people directly what they want. So Olson contended that Biden's approval rating had been declining. This erosion, he wrote, began just as the public discussion of reconciliation started to grow. And here we go, right? Because this is what they're doing. This is how the rich, the 1% are going to kill this and they're going to ensure that the American people, they like this market the way it is. That's how they consider it. They don't want the American people getting too goddamn uppity. They worked very hard putting the American people in their place and turning this country into the armed madhouse of morons that it is. You know, how, you know how sad that is when I think about truth, justice, and the American way? It, it really does make me want to cry. So, yeah, Joe Manchin's argument is a red herring, of course. The only poll Olson turns to that asks the public directly about the Build Back Better package was an Escalon, am I pronouncing that, um, insight poll conducted in August, and the poll showed substantial public support. When asked, based on, this is how you phrase the question, what, based on what you have heard, do you support or oppose the $3.5 trillion budget res resolution currently being debated in Congress? 45% said they were in favor, 29 opposed, 26 unsure. The margin in favor was 16 percentage points, smaller than the margin found by Pew, but comparable to or comparable to the ma margin found by a Fox poll. Okay, whatever. But he's just saying, you know, these are numerous polls, same outcome. 
the bill is overwhelmingly supported and the provisions in it are overwhelmingly supported when they are uh, explained one by one and the phrase in phrasing the question will influence the outcome when they phrase the question how uh, in a different way that's where how do they phrase it let me see i can't find it well whatever they phrase it in two different ways you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to find how the oh whatever it doesn't matter let's see here so uh the this article in common dreams basically picking apart the argument that this bill is not popular that is getting traction in mainstream media by these corporate media mouthpieces it's not true it's absolutely not true that's why we have to keep on spreading the truth that's what we're here to do maybe somebody will stumble into this chat room one day you know and maybe we can make a difference change hearts and minds getting the truth out anywhere that people go they have to be able to find the truth and not the the fascist why not the bullshit i don't know unreal because we're in the majority so uh joe manchin like for example data released today shows how west virginia has the highest poverty rate in the country no 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 not highest where is it sixth highest poverty rate in the country before covid oh yeah just throw money at it that's what you do on your yacht right mansion when you had that problem of one of your uh, um, co-conspirators not you know, leaning away from a vote that your ba- big money benefactors will benefit from remember that and you were like hey can you just throw some money at the problem and he'll change his vote throw some money isn't that what Joe Manchin is all about? Throwing money at shit? But usually it's he's throwing money at his daughter, at his at himself. Oh, he's gotten really rich on the filthy energy, on the archaic energy th- that is killing the planet. He don't give a shit because by the time he's he's done sucking up all that he can suck up into his black hole, he's going to die. And we'll be left holding the bag here. The future generation, people like Mark, Mark Middlestadt, will be fighting the, uh, the, the consequences of climate change. Thanks to Joe Manchin. I mean, we all will be, whoever's left behind. Joe Manchin don't give a shit. He's done well for himself, just like Chuck Grassley. What do they care what they leave behind? What do they care that when future generations look back and then they see him they're gonna know that he was a profile and cowardice like joe manchin joe manchin is not gonna go down in history as uh, some kind of 
Maverick. It's it's clear that he's he's he doesn't support the bill in spite of his constituents, but they're confident that they can change the talking points, and that's what they're out there doing. That's um, sort of the same way that Steve Bannon and the Republicans, they're confident that they can spread the lies and that the and that betting on the stupidity of the American people, they have never, it has never let them down to bet on the stupidity of their constituents. I, they, they are. And the, stu- and the race, I mean, you have to be stupid to be a racist. But it's all connected. So, uh, new data released from the Census Bureau said that an analysis of public a household survey, whatever other sources, paint a bleak picture across West Virginia, particularly West Virginians of color. Oh, well, well, there you go. That's why it's not a big deal to Joe Manchin um, and those with low incomes continue to face dire economic hardship as a result of the pandemic, making the need for bold action at the state level and federal level clearer than ever. An estimated 278,734 West Virginians live in poverty for a total poverty rate of 16%. That's it? What? Wait. So 278,734 is 16% of the population of West Virginia, which is basically the population of my neighborhood here in Queens. It's ridiculous. So, and we're being held hostage because this greedy grifter wants to turn the United States into West Virginia. Why wouldn't they? The rich have done very well in West Virginia, and they have a nice and compliant population there that keeps voting again and again and again for their own demise. A a population that is so abused and, and treated like dirt, and they just keep begging for more. It's like Oliver Twist. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? That's what they, every time they pull the lever for Joe Manchin, that's what they're doing. Or any conservative, any filthy, disgusting conservative, whatever that means now. They're not conservatives. I mean, they're fascists, really. The poverty and income data from the Census Bureau do not reflect the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic so this is older, we're saying, uh, before pre-pandemic numbers, so it's worse now. 11.8% of adults reported that their households sometimes or often didn't have enough to eat. This is in West Virginia. 12%, 12% of adults in West Virginia report that their household sometimes or often doesn't have enough to eat. Can you believe this country? Truth, justice, and the American way, everyone. That's the American way. Well, we should be proud, I guess. I don't feel good about turning down money <laughs> because my whole life I've been greedy, greedy, greedy. greedy. I've grabbed all the money I could get. I'm so greedy. And I love that he said that 
knowing that, well, he felt confident that it would endear him to the morons who were there to cheer him. I don't feel good turning down my... And, and feeling good is the only thing that matters, right, Trump? You feeling good. Which means you're stealing from somebody or pouring somebody else's money into your gaping black hole because you can only feel good when you're you're hurting somebody or um, pouring something into that that empty, hollow pit that is you. Right? Wait, I'm looking for this one thing. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I remember I wrote this article. Oh, no, it was a tirade. One of those tirades I did. But it remind. I'm just thinking about it right now, about the, in the um, Iroquois Confederacy. And I remember... Always, there. I remember writing an article or doing a tirade about um, the Iroquois Confederacy, and helping others, and how they picked their leaders, their chiefs. But and one of the things is that they. Um, if I remember correctly, they would, it, it was the women. So the Iroquois Confederacy was a matrilineal society. And um, we, you probably know, uh, partly inspirational for <laughs> uh, the founding fathers setting up the American government. They looked to the Iroquois Confederacy but they negate they, they they neglected or left out um, the more important aspects, and one of them was that the uh, it was the women really who um, who picked the chiefs, because according to the tradition, was the women were taking care of the children, they knew the children, and they would never pick somebody that was a selfish, greedy scumbag and they would pick people who were um, helping people and I remember one of the quotes was people who were always helping others that were those were the contestants or the contenders let's say for um, to become the chief they would never put a scumbag a con man who wants who would put a con man in charge of anything that you care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just looking up something. It's hard. I know. That's why I need a I need a producer. A lot of things would go a lot smoothly or smoother. Oh, here's, here it is. Let me read this. This will probably be... I There were so many other things I wanted to get to tonight. I have to apologize. You know how it is. But I'm looking at the time. We're running out of it. And before... Hold on. 
Hey, we do what we can. Before I keep going, I just want to say thank you, Evolve One, for your super chat. The U.S. was a racial. Oh, that's where I got that from. That from the super chat. Thank you. The U.S. was a racial apartheid state until the end of the '60s, so it's reverting back to type. It's scary, especially for people of color and women. Absolutely. And thank you, Robin M, for your super chat. High fivers. Yep. So here's the, where is it? Okay. So this is what I wrote. This was a couple of years ago. Hmm. Here we go. Phew. We can stop trying to be good stewards of the earth and never mind trying to heal the warming planet. Marco, thirsty for plutocracy Rubio, doesn't believe, quote-unquote, that there's anything we can do about it anyway, because if we did, it would harm business. Oh, my God. Don't you hate them? Business. Because that's all that matters. Never mind the harm to business, plants, trees, grass, animals, birds, fish, insects, and humans that rising sea levels and an increasingly uninhabitable planet will cause, Rubio says, why bother? Well, this was back then. Now it's all the, the entire Republican Party, of course. Now that's what, what conservatives call leadership. To the rest of us, it's just plain incompetence. To get an idea about how unfit Republicans are to hold leadership positions in a modern nation, let's ponder this. In 1987, Congress officially recognized that the U.S. government was explicitly, this is what it said, explicit, explicitly, excuse me, explicitly modeled after the Iroquois Confederacy and their constitution known as the Great Law of Peace. Dating back 1,000 years, the Iroquois Confederacy is the oldest living participatory democracy on earth whose constitution hails a few more evolved differences from our own. One being that women were explicitly included to play a major leadership role in government. And the other thing being that all decisions had to be made with the consideration of how they would affect life seven generations in the future. Fast forward to today's strict constitutionalist Republicans who proclaim a supposed love of the Constitution, but of absolutely no understanding of its roots and lack the ability to, uh, to consider the impact of their policies seven minutes into the future, much less seven generations. Women in the Iroquois Confederacy also had, a, had the final decisions regarding who could or could not hold leadership positions in their government. As Mohawk Bear Clan Chief Tom Porter explained, quote, the mothers watch the children carefully as they're growing up. The ones who are greedy and push around the weaker children will never be chosen to be chief. The ones who are kind, unselfish, and always helping others are considered for leadership. Honesty is the first requirement for leadership. Doesn't that break your heart? Honesty is the first requirement for leadership. Yeah, 
kind, unselfish, and always helping others. Yeah, they're not terms that come to mind. Thinking about um, the Republican Party, they don't come to mind thinking about the goddamn United States. So here we have Rubio, someone who qualifies as a leader in the GOP for his willingness to debase facts and cultivate ignorance so the greed-centered and the indifferent can continue to pillage without concern for the harm they inflict on us all. This Republican leader, this is Rubio, pondered, I don't know of any era in world history where climate has been stable. Climate is always evolving. Natural disasters have always existed. So let's do nothing. This is Republicans. Yes, normal people. This is this was a couple of years ago. Remember, um, when they were tr- they were floating Rubio as a possible presidential candidate. Remember, they keep doing that. They keep trotting these losers out. They all suck. They they're fine. They need somebody. Uh, it's a game to them. It's somebody they need their Johnny Bravo to fit the suit. They and they found it with Trump. Been, this has been a continual devolving e- experiment. It started when Karl Rove said that he could make George Bush president. Not that George Bush deserved to be president, that he was the great leader that we need. It was that George, I mean, uh, Karl Rove saw that he could manipulate. He could use this yokel and um, manipulate the dumb plebs into voting for their own demise. And the Republicans have been up to their dirty tricks forever. They've been, pl- I mean, Karl Rove's mentor was Lee Atwater. We, uh, we talked about him. He died early. Uh, he got cancer in his 40s. He called up people to apologize, all those he had harmed, and he, to apologize for what he did to this country and to what he did to his political adversaries. I, there were no holds barred. There were no, when you talk about lines or norms, there were no norms. I mean, Karl Rove, remember um, in one of the introductions of Karl Rove to the public stage was him calling a press conference saying that the Democrats had bugged his office when it was he bugged his office to call a press conference to say that the Democrats had bugged his office because they are fucking... Oh, my God. They are not kidding around with their destruction of this country. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible to know that there are such horrible wastes of human DNA that are that are such um, that hate this country so much. I mean, I don't even know how to how to put it that hate democracy this much. It must have been very difficult for them for years and years and years to have to pretend, to play lip service to democracy. Yeah, right? To put up, to put up a front, this ruse, constantly. It must be a relief for them to come out of the closet, so to speak, 
with their with their hatred of America. They hate America, guys. I've been saying it for years. They hate America. Because look at their actions. Know them by their fruit. You, if you love something, you cultivate it. You don't destroy it. You don't drag it down. You don't decimate it. And this is what they're doing. You don't lie. Lies are poison to the body politic. And that's why the Republicans are pouring lie after lie down the the stupid empty skulls of people who are too stupid to know the difference i guess they are they're dumb uh, i don't know I, I i guess racism this it, it really must it's it is a powerful thing well it, it's fear racism stupidity and, uh, and fear. I mean, it goes hand in hand because, well, that's what it, that's the way it is. You need, they, f this is what conservatism is. They want, they like being racist, of course. They like wearing red, white, and blue shirts. But the whole democracy thingy is incredibly confusing and it's way over their heads. So they need a... A, a, a con man. They, well, at this point, it's a con man. Of course, it's always a con man. But they need their daddy, and it's a daddy, to save them from, from others, from, to save them from democracy, from the responsibilities of democracy and the responsibilities we have to each other. Because that's what civilization is, right? We're in this together. Might as well just say that on every, you know, welcome sign. You are now entering Queens, New York City. We're in this together. And you put that, uh, uh, addend that on, uh, append that on any, uh, on um, any welcome sign in any state. Wouldn't that be nice? We're in this together to remind people. That's democracy in a nutshell. E pluribus. I mean, we have so much potential. And I don't know. It's still unfolding. I don't know. Uh, really, if we lose the midterms because of cheating or, or Joe Manchin, and then either way, I was watching this CNN report. They were saying, well, we're afraid for Republicans to steal the election, but what if Trump wins it legitimately? He didn't fucking win legitimately the first time. Here's another thing. The corporate media doesn't... It's, it, it validates the sickness by just saying, what if he wins again? He didn't win the first time. He received fewer votes. And that ain't democracy. So, oh, but it's the rules that we play by. No, those rules are outdated and they need to change. And we change them by calling them out. So, no, Trump didn't win legitimately. He didn't win legitimately the first time. And he certainly didn't win the second time. 
And God help us if he quote-unquote wins again. God help us. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. My God, you, you keep me going. Because we will win if we fight. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I'll see you soon. All right, my friends. Once again, I want to thank Richard W. and JLZJ and Terry Taylor and Shadowstar Ace and Liz D. and JD. Yes, Junior. And Jim. And Errol. And Evolve One. And Robin. <laughs> this goes on all day. You don't know. Watch this. All day. <laughs> he just he sits here and he just goes all day. What are you saying? He just says, ah, all the time. Ah, ah. I'm like, how you doing? Ah. He's very on the fence. I'm like, what's up? Ah. <laughs> ah? Ah? Watch. <laughs> You're getting crazy. All right, my friends, guys. You're great. Thank you so much. Happy to be here, Tara. Shadow Star A said, I'm happy you're here. Thank you, guys. That's right. Winston Smith says, they need a big daddy to hold their hand. They do. What if Bernie had one? Thomas said, oh, God, I don't know. Oh, my God, stop. All right. I better go pet this cat. Listen up remember all right we'll see what happens over the week we will definitely do a show i don't know when i have to get going to get the show ready for progressive voices it's very annoying we know that thank you everybody mark we gotta get mark back on the show i want to know what's happening with shaping progress so if you haven't subscribed to mark's channel or shaping progress yet please do right now there's a link in the, in the description all right guys guys that's right robin m gerrymandered districts by repubs and cheating that's right god that's right forever <laughs> do corporate media will just take us to commercial during fascism they're hopeless i know that's what drives me insane. As I'm watching corporate media, I'm like, I, I want to bang my head against the wall. They're, they're so complicit in the downfall. It's, I hope future generations, when they find this, and they will, because that's what anthropologists of the future will do and sociologists, they'll, they certainly have a treasure trove of things to sift through to figure out what's really going on. I often wonder, imagine what it would be like, what would we do if we can go back in time, let's say if they had, you know, YouTube in the Roman Empire, I would love to see that. But we would probably see that people are the same. 
no matter what. Times change, but people remain the same. All right. But I hope when they fi find this terror buster, they'll say, hey, they tried. And they like cats, so they weren't, they were, they were good people. They were good. All right. You're the best. Guys, we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We stick together. We will. We will. <laughs> I'm, re I'm reading the chat. Somebody said something about we'll do something, whatever. Okay. We stick together. We win. And we will win. I'll see you soon.